Hello, my name is Margarita Hobbs. Welcome to Who Are the Creative People in Your Neighborhood, a podcast that highlights creative people who live and or work in Coquitlam, BC, Canada. In this episode, we speak with artist and publisher Camilla Zeffler. Camilla channels her creativity into projects that involve printmaking, illustration, and textile art. She is a master at getting people excited about working with her on her projects and has been able to gain traction and break into publishing cookbooks and other paper-based products. Today we find out what drives her, how she chooses what projects to work on, and find out how she fosters a collaborative spirit with her peers. Camilla, can you tell us how you started with illustration? I've always liked to draw growing up. It's always been a thing. Um, Parents are busy. I just draw in a corner. (laughs) Um, I remember once I took a dance class and I'm a babysitter. So I literally, they just give me paint and paper. And that very much uh, worked (laughs) for some reason. For me, it did. But I never took it seriously. I remember in high school, I took like arts classes too. But I never like, oh, yes, I'll just go to Emily Carr or just continue pursuing. I don't know. It was never a thought. When did you realize that art was the right course for you? After high school? after high school uh took semester off and or like a sorry half a year off and then I uh, went yeah to Douglas in general studies I think sciences I don't know I just did general studies took a bunch of classes failed mm-hmm. half of them mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably was like all right this isn't for me wow and I dropped out and during that time is specifically when I got back into art. So what was the catalyst for you to start creating art? During that time, it got into my head that I just want to learn embroidery. I had um, a bunch of lavender and I wanted to make a pouch. I was like, I want to embroider this pouch. So I looked up online, found this like online course, signed up. That's kind of the start or the catalyst of me getting back into art. You also mentioned that you had some health issues that you were dealing with around the same time. Was that another reason why you decided to get into art? During that time of recovery, that's when I started um, going back into the path. I figured out the, the art is kind of more of my path and lifestyle mm-hmm. and it made more sense and seemed to have... Um, benefited me the most during my sick years i started drawing every day during like a low point in my life as you as one does when they go through bits of depression and like health issues and kind of lostness so i started drawing daily and that actually um also helped me a lot mm-hmm. so first of all art helped me a lot with um like a good portion of my health can you elaborate a little bit more on how your practice benefited you health-wise? Like just um, doing like textiles and drawing really was helped me push along. And even um, me starting to draw every day prior to me going to university uh, helped me connect with people. Like I have conversations because I just draw in public and two of those, mm-hmm. that was like four years ago. And Two of those people that I started talking to around that time, I'm still friends with to this day. And for your printmaking, how did that all begin? Yeah, so I did take like a workshop, a priority university workshop on printmaking. It's like a you know, couple hour kind of thing. 
And then the opportunity came as a general first year print course. And that's how I was more introduced, like more into the uh, fine art version of it, where you start to learn more technical and different styles of printmaking, like monotype, relief, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and through that, that's how it developed to the point where it's one of my uh, uh, general interests, self illustrating and. Yeah, I don't know. I, so, how do I call it? I just like I call myself a mixed uh, multi mixed media artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, printmaking definitely that interest flourished in university. Hundred percent, hundred percent can say that. You went to Emily Carr. Um, how did that type of schooling contribute to your creativity? So university itself, uh, I it's cheesy way of saying it, but probably said a bunch of times you get what you give so mm. also there's a dash of luck of getting a good professor because that really helps it mm-hmm. helped me open my eyes more to it um that yes it's going to be harder it just maybe it's like uh you become self-aware and like oh god there's so much i didn't know that was kind of the uh, overall idea when you start talking to like other peers from life experiences with professors and start like really prodding them like hey how did you get to this point it went from me just going out to cafes drawing by myself or drawing by myself in my room to a network of people that i'm now can obviously connected with at this point there's a lot of factors like that mm-hmm. and but my Going to university was my own personal journey because I just wanted to get out of my own bubble and comfort zone. That was mm-hmm. purely for that. And I did um, manage to get in some great classes that did uh, help, for the most part, uh, flourish my own practice. Can we talk a little bit about Chamomile Press? You set up the press because of an artist-illustrated cookbook project you worked on with a bunch of your peers. How did that come about? Um, I was at Mural Fest with four other, no, sorry, three other art friends, uh, illustrators, specifically in their program. And we went for dinner, and then we started talking about like, food and art. And that's when collaboration came by. And kind of joked, like, oh, yeah, let's do, like, collaborative work. And I told them, like, hey, if this is actually going to happen, I will put something together. Um, At that time, I was still doing, like, summer courses. So the day, it was funny, the last day of my summer class, I was three hours of sleep, maybe. Um, But friends wanted to, like, hey, let's go out and have some fun. So we, like, go to an arcade. um, And then we just, like, go for... uh, coffee and dessert and then I bring it up again it's like hey now that I have time do you actually want to do that project we mentioned a month prior and they're like yeah sure so I made a doc that weekend with like a general timeline a uh, things that need to be done kind of what are the next steps and that was the start of it it was just a conversation over dinner then that I checked in people were still interested took it seriously and that's the start of it. Uh, it. I learned a lot. I learned so much about project management. Like that's that was the, that was a challenge. Like okay, I had this idea. I had these people interested. How do I actually make that happen? Um, and it just when opportunity was there, I just took it. 
or just made, like, I pushed forward. So it was just uh, me talking with others, the timing, the luck, the opportunity um, that kind of led to that project. And that's how the first book came to be. And then there was such a shift in quality and everything else, like people interested by the second book. It was uh, interesting. And now I'm working on the third one. During the pandemic, in the middle of lockdown, you started another collaborative project, a mail-in sketchbook. How and why did that come about? In the class, like you have such different levels of support. And just going from that to everything online and just just getting like harder and harder to focus. And it was uh, over a phone call, like me and a friend were just like ranting about the woes of everything online, which always has their positive negatives or in that like you know negative cycle and we were kind of you know, like mailing a sketchbook between us kind of doing like just like for fun back and forth kind of pen palling because she moved uh, to her family back on the island so we couldn't see each other physically and then we just started to talk about like our loss of connection with others and then we're like what if we instead of just mailing between back and forth Fourth, between us, we mail it further out, like start like uh, hit up our peers and see if they'd be interested in this little project. And that's pretty much through that phone call, um, through the sense of loss we were feeling of connections, even could be connections too. Uh, the project happened, so she drew a little like information guideline. I uh, hit up a lot of people, got them to fill out a little Google sheet form as one does for every project. <laughs> and that's kind of the start of it. Uh, so I got a blank book. I wrote like first page, I like a little guest book. So people can like sign their names. I included guidelines. So the general idea, ideally they would just hold on to the book for three days and then move, let me know, uh, ask me for the next address, and then they'll forward it. And that's how the book just got sent off to the next destination. And I've actually already sent out the next one. I'll be doing again this year. And this time, like, I hand out the books. There's uh, two of them out there. So there's going to be more artists. Uh, I actually drew the first same page on both books just to see how it uh, deviates. And you even have a postcard project as well, where you send artists prompts, and they send you back art on those postcards. Tell us about that. A few artists' uh, postcards, blank postcard, like a letter, blank postcard, and a prompt. So they only knew um, what prompt, they only knew the theme of the prompt, so I did fantasy. And the first prompt was, uh, if you find, <laughs> I was trying to do something like fun, because everything, you know, moods sometimes are a bit lower. So this is for the uh for last month um you find a sword in a stone what happens next or sorry you find a magic weapon in the stone and then they have to draw their responses and then write a story on the back and mail it back to me so oh. now i'm slow yeah so i've had scan i'm getting like ready to post about it so again i'm trying to various ways to find like little connecting um projects that people can do like um still have some like physical tangible um, do it without meeting each other and able to still feel they were part of this one project. What exactly inspires or motivates you to do the multitude of things that you do? For the Caramel Press, partially it did come from um, tired of working by yourself all the time and wanting to work with um, others because once you get, 
because if you're not in, like in a university or anything, you're you're just working by yourself. But even half the time, depending your chosen media, you will be working by yourself. So that's partially also just the another layer of connectedness you want to experience. Yeah. And then the working by myself part inspiration is um for me it partially I set these like little challenges for myself just like I wonder if I can do this Mm. um and then I proved to myself if I can yes or no and then would I do it again (laughs) and by doing those kind of things you do learn more about yourself you kind of figure out okay I did this thing I can do it does this actually at all interest me whatsoever actually engaging mm-hmm. <laughs> your own interests and that's how you go further and further um into the media that you enjoy or things you want to like hey i tried again you want to constantly try different things t- constantly so maybe <laughs> you want to at least occasionally add different elements because that's how you learn more about yourself like mm-hmm. hey, what about this but do you actually even care You've got your hands in so many things. How do you juggle your time? And how do you decide what project to take on? You have to figure out for yourself what's going to benefit me the most at the moment. And you have to decide monetarily, uh, name-wise, like what in your situation you think you need the most at the moment. Um, and depending if you have like time to, cause that's also such a factor. Um, I, yeah, so it's, it's a, what I prioritize usually has to, uh, have at least an element of, am I excited about this? <laughs> that's a key thing. Cause if I'm not excited or find an angle that can make me excited. Cause you can always shift your percep- perception on any project. Right. If you can't find that, then I know I'm going to have struggle a, finding any um interest or prioritizing it whatsoever like mm-hmm. i constantly did that with any assignments i've got which i'm pretty sure i will continue that part of me <laughs> in the future i think that's normal though to feel that it's like why should i care about this especially if you are putting your own schedule your own time your own interest and you're going to put manpower in it and it's like okay am i going to post it things like that you have to care a bit <laughs> Mm-hmm. in some form I know it's going to be such different levels depending on what kind of project you end up picking or choosing for your own time but if you have if you want any kind of motivation as you said you have to find it somewhere within you that's like mm-hmm. okay why am I even doing this in the first place how would you describe the path to becoming a successful artist this will take a while it will involve luck and it will involve timing and partially who you know or who you reach out to I was still in the early stages of uh, art career. So, and I've talked to other peers, recent grads, even had uh, gone through a lot of artist talks. Um, so for me, I think I care a stable paycheck. So I, my ideal at the moment is just a uh, finding part-time job while doing art on the side. And I think that's going to be my lifestyle for at least another, another year or two minimum. Because honestly, that's realistic. Like uh, plenty of people I've talked to. And it's hard to, 
especially if I don't have plans going to like a specific field, like visual arts is so vast. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm going to animation or doing like comics, anything like that. That would be like a clear defined, like, oh, this is where I go to. This is who I contact and like try to chat up with and connect. It's nothing like that. And all the artist talks we've had, um, I've had a chance to going to, people find their, like, all their advice they give, um, they have this, like, decades-long career, like, multiple decades, although, and they're like, yes, this is what I did, but it probably won't work for you, because things have changed so much, (laughs) so there is not a singular path, so for me, finding my, uh, like, I'm constantly at projects, like, all the time, I have so many in my head, like, they're back burner, they're just, like, waiting (laughs) for me to uh, find some time, um realistically I think just early on career unless you're lucky or you're like like upper echelon of like talent like I have some of those friends like amazing like skill technique work habits so great unless you're there wanting to know immediately what field then there's nothing wrong with just doing a part-time job and doing art on the side until you feel that you have more of a stronger footing like there's that's majority of the it's like 99% of the people in the field uh I don't have a problem with the idea of working part-time while doing art because as long as I'm still working my practice then that's fine many thanks to Camilla for sharing with us today Camilla inspires me with her constant curiosity and willingness to explore her health setbacks have not deterred her from accomplishing so much in her young life Another thing that I find admirable about her is her ability to think up projects that instill excitement and prompt collaboration from others. We all can learn a lot from her. Curious about Camilla's work? Visit her website at camillazeffler.com. That's C-A-M-I-L-A-S-Z-E-F-L-E-R.com. And if you're interested in her cookbooks and other published products, visit chamomilepress.com. That's C-H-A-M-O-M-I-L-E-P-R-E-S-S dot com. Thanks for listening. Looking for more creative stories and inspiration? Visit the Who Are the Creative People in Your Neighborhood website at mtmhobs.com slash podcast. That's M-T-M-H-O-B-B-E-S dot com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the newsletter where you'll be kept up to date on upcoming episodes and other artist and creative news.